0: Since 2010, Just Brew Coffee has worked tirelessly to perfect the roasting process and technique, which has resulted in seriously delicious, always flavorful, and never bitter-tasting coffee. If you're already drinking JBC, raise your mug. If you're not, raise your standards. Check them out on social media and remember, they roast, you just brew. Check out their new online store at youjustbrew.com and up your coffee game today.
1: Today we discuss the story that inspired the film The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Annalise Mikkel was a typical German girl until reaching her teens. From there, shit gets crazy. Seizures, sleep paralysis, voices, and multiple exorcisms later, her parents and two priests are charged with negligent homicide. What happened? Let's talk about it. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave.
0: If you thought Eva Braun was the last German girl to have Hitler inside of her, stick around. We have a tale to tell. This is Necronomopod.
1: All right, guys, out of the gate, I gotta say this is what our ninth, tenth episode. How many episodes are we into this thing now? I think tenth. This past week has probably been our best week uh, that we've ever had with social media uh, interactions with people, tweeting us, retweeting us, commenting on our Instagram, sending us DMs, well, and downloading too. Downloads, liking our photos. I mean, we. I've had a lot of interactions on the social media. This is the first time, and Dave, I just mentioned this to you before. Uh, this is the first time that I feel like we're doing a show for the fans. Like this isn't about us drinking beers, sitting around talking right. anymore as buds. Like this is actually people are invested in this. They're interested. They, they seem to like it. They give a shit about what we have to say, which is just, it. it I don't know why know.
0: we're just a couple of drunk assholes. Right. I'm not just sure just why they like it, but
1: drinking and talking about, it. but it it really makes me excited that like people, people give a damn and yeah. they enjoy us and we appreciate that. So, uh, you know, I'm extra motivated this week. This feels pretty cool, and I hope that doesn't sound corny. No. But I'm legit fired Should be up. Be the for best this. show yet. This, this
2: might be. Yeah, I didn't expect anywhere near the amount of uh, the amount of downloads we've had. It's been incredible so far. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's been awesome.
1: The second part is that I made it through all of last week's episode, locked in a room with you guys, and I didn't get sick. And both of you were quite ill, and I made it through without. Uh, Without so much as the sniffles. So, knock on wood, let's hope it keeps going. And I know you guys are better this week. You have a
0: good uh, necronomium immune system. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that.
2: Uh,
1: So, Ian, what do you got for us today?
2: So, tonight we're going to be discussing the exorcism of Annalise Mikkel. Annalise Mikkel was born September 21st, 1952, in Liebenfing, Bavaria, West Germany, to joseph and anna mckel and she was born anna elizabeth mckel but went by the nickname annalise she was raised in a devoted roman catholic family so right there um so many of these stories start
0: with (laughs) they were raised in a devout and or religious family and they
2: they never end well play nice play nice so I, i sense a pattern with the religious upbringing here three of her aunts were nuns and her father studied to be a priest. Uh, yeah, he never fully became a priest, but... Lucky for well, her. Well, because he had a family, so... Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that makes sense. They can't do that. I didn't <laughs> even think of that. <clears throat>
0: Strictly the young boys. The story would have ended right there if you would have yeah. been a
1: priest. Thank you. We'll see you guys next week.
0: <laughs> young boys only, no families. Oh, gosh.
1: <laughs> We're in the first <laughs>
0: paragraph
2: of this thing. She, was, she had a lot of health issues early on. Um, she had had mumps, measles, and scarlet fever all before she was five years I'm old. My God, were her I parents thought... anti-vaxxers?
0: What's going on over
2: there?
0: It's Damn it, a...
1: I was going to make a joke about Sorry. How we were listing off all the illnesses you guys had last week here oh. in the studio.
2: Yeah, she had a rough go of it. It sounds terrible.
1: Before the age of five,
2: absolutely. That's not great. No, but she wasn't the only, um, the only child to have issues uh, health issues in their family and they had a major secret that they were that they were keeping four years before annalise was born they gave birth to an illegitimate daughter named martha oh not very devout yeah the mom, yeah, mom, the mom. Uh, well yeah the dad yeah. didn't give birth
1: okay yeah I, well i mean, i thought you would say they gave <laughs> birth Uh-oh. and i was just wanted to clarify
0: there so who was the father how do we know it was uh illegitimate the
2: way I read it was like they weren't married. Oh, this was before her parents were married. I, that's how I read it. Oh, so maybe it was theirs, but just a, yeah. a bastard.
0: So not really. Oh, okay. I guess, not illegitimate you know. by today's standards. Right, I but guess. back okay. then.
2: Sure. Uh,
1: yeah. It's a premarital intercourse. Yeah, you, tisc, can't, you can't be doing tisc.
2: that. It's a mortal sin, for God's sake. So, the, yeah, the daughter's name was Martha, and she died um, while Annalise was very young, from kidney issues, they they just were super shameful of the fact that they had this child before they were married, hmm. and Annalise it said that she performed constant penance for her sinful for the sins of her mother. So what does that mean? The, I, do what does that mean? Do you just pray nonstop about it? Is what it sounds like to me. Well, there's all those weird Catholic cults with self
0: flatulation and flagellate not flatulation <laughs> you know where they whip themselves yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. kind of where they would wear like the but, old... I mean that's
1: not, that's not what we're talking about going on here is it I mean, uh, I don't know Annalise is, is doing all this for her for her mom I mean what the hell is her mom doing is she not doing any penance
2: I, I don't know or isn't that atonement like where you hurt yourself or, or yeah. I don't know it's just a weird Catholic thing yeah
0: where you atone where you atone for the sins of, of the world right yeah, right
1: well, we get into a little bit of that here, soon. Right?
2: Yeah, it's strange. The family turned to fringe extremist Catholic groups, and they kind of picked, st- picked ideas here and there from these groups, and mm-hmm. kind of came up with their own, their own fringe ideas. Yeah, I mean, it was all based in based with you know Catholic beliefs, but like I, I would assume it's like that atonement yeah. shit, you know, stuff like that. Because the Catholic stuff's not weird enough on its own, you got to go the extra mile.
3: So.
0: Yeah, I get
2: it. And there isn't really much to, to talk about with her life until she turned sixteen. She was good in school; just a, a typical girl. It, besides, like the extreme religious stuff, everything hmm. about her was normal. All right. Shortly after her 16th birthday, she blacked out at school and didn't remember anything about what happened. But her friends in school and her family said she was just like walking around in a trance. And then that same night, a little after midnight, she woke up in the middle of the night, couldn't move. Her breathing was real labored. She was having a hard time breathing. And then she ended up wetting the bed. It freaked her out. But now we would know that that's sleep paralysis. She had a or spine. you would assume it's yeah. sleep right, paralysis. the same
1: night that she had that trance during the day at school. Right, yeah. like that blacking out. So, Mike, you've had sleep paralysis. You want to tell us about it? I have
0: had sleep paralysis. I've never experienced that.
1: I don't know if it's a situation where I'm dreaming or if I'm actually awake and conscious of what's happening. But there's been, I think, about three or four times in my life where I've fallen asleep and... Typically, I've woken up and the TV's been on and I can hear the TV and what I was watching prior to falling asleep. And I'm looking straight ahead like uh, the the most recently it happened when I I fell asleep on my couch. I woke up. The TV was still on. I can see the other couch across the room and the light and the table that's over there. um, But I'm not able to move. Mm -hmm. What's weird about it for me is that I'm completely calm. I'm not really stressed out about it. I... Tell myself, oh, you're having sleep paralysis. Just try to go back to sleep and you'll feel better. I will try at that point usually to start moving my foot, um, but I'm unable to move. I've never tried speaking. I don't know if I could. I would imagine if I had to pee, I probably would piss myself. I don't know right. if it's even really happening. Again, I don't know if this is just like a a very yeah. realistic dream or if, if, it's, uh, if it's just kind of Uh, Or if it's actually happening, but either way, then I'll calmly tell myself to go back to sleep after a a few seconds, maybe 30 seconds tops. I do go back to sleep and then I wake up to my foot moving as I was trying to have it move. That's wild. That's probably happened to me about three times in my life. At least you don't get like the the demon stuff. I don't that have any demons. Oh, yeah, the, and I, yeah, I don't have good. any labored breathing.
2: Yeah. like that. So, so like I don't the know. Shadow people. People say that. They right. See it. I've yeah. I've
1: watched quite a few videos on it because it was always interesting to me because I know I've experienced it before, but I've never seen any shadow people or had any weird experiences other than not being able to move. Right. And again, like I, I can I could still breathe throughout all of it, or at least I've never noticed not being able <laughs> to breathe. Right. That's my story.
0: Does your personal anecdote to get a put yeah. a little flavor on the story? All,
1: All right, <laughs> thanks.
2: So life went back to normal for her for um, almost a year, and then on August twenty fourth, nineteen sixty nine, she had another episode of blacking out, and then the sleep paralysis again that night. Her mother took her to see their family doctor who referred her to a specialist to get checked out further, and that's the first time she saw Dr. Luthie and underwent an EEG, which showed that her brain activity was normal. It was Dr. Luthie's opinion that she was having seizures with symptoms of grandma uh, epilepsy and decided at that time that no medication was needed. I wonder what kind of medication was available Back then for epilepsy We'll get into that She bounces around on a lot of medications Coming up here Shortly after seeing Dr. Luthie She became really ill uh, And had to get her tonsils removed And then um, she came down With pneumonia Which got worse from tuberculosis infection Jesus she has everything She's literally hit every checkbox There is to have Well Ian you just had pneumonia Maybe yours
0: is
1: demonic possession you think (laughs) Is that don't possible? I mean? Don't wake in that spirit, man. Let him, just let it be. <laughs> just move on and pretend he didn't say that. You guys want
0: to
2: say an Our Father or something real quick? <laughs> yeah.
1: They do a penance you and <laughs> whip yourself.
2: Um, because of the tuberculosis infection, she had to stop attending school. and was put on complete bed rest. So, again, yeah, she's having a tough go of it. And she's still, health-wise. what,
1: 16 here? This is 16, 17?
2: Yeah, yeah. 17, yeah, I poor think. Yeah. So the least thing, or I mean, the least favorite thing to do when you're 16 is to be put on bed rest. Right. right? It's pretty bad. Um, on February 28th, 1970, her condition hadn't improved. So she was admitted to a hospital in Middleburg, which specialized in treating lung disease. It was determined that she, on top of everything else, she had heart and circulatory issues. Oh,
1: my
0: God.
2: <laughs> Does anything work on her? I, dude, she's. Everything's broken. She's like Ill. the Bubble Boy. She's being. Uh... <laughs> right.
1: Now I'm thinking about Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> the moops. <laughs> it's moops, you idiot. <laughs> Seinfeld fans will get that. Everyone else is like, shut the fuck up <laughs> and continue with the story.
2: In the hospital, she didn't get along with other... Because this hospital specialized in treating young people that had lung issues. And she didn't get along with any of the other people her age on that floor. And it was because she was so sheltered. Mm -hmm. you know, And especially, she was just on bed rest forever. So she's just around her mom all day doing this religious stuff. And then she comes in there. You forget how to interact socially with, with your peers. Sure. And so they already thought she was weird. And they would tease her. This is something to remember later on. They would call her snot nose all the time.
1: So we go from old bumble butt to snot nose.
2: (laughs) But remember that, snot nose, for later on. All right. Kids can be dicks. Oh, for sure.
1: Snot nose. Poor girl's sick. They're going to make fun of her about that. Calling
2: her snot nose.
1: That's not right.
2: She's got every fucking illness under the sun. Right. Right. Just shitting on her.
1: Well, that was the one illness she didn't have was shitting herself at least yet. <laughs> I mean, everything else going on, at least she wasn't shitting herself.
2: But wait, there's more. <laughs> June third, nineteen seventy, she experienced her third episode, uh, and it was the same before: blackout followed by sleep paralysis. After this one, the kids in her um, in the hospital knew about it and saw her like walking around the trance. And on top of calling her snot nose, they started saying that she was p- possessed by a devil. So, that, so that's another oh interesting boy. thing to hold on mm. to, to th- snot nose. And they were already saying, making fun of her, saying that she was probably possessed. And
1: that was the first time that had ever been brought up with regards to Annalise right. being possessed. and It was, was by just kids being making a- fun of her.
2: Yeah, being assholes. Um, she had another EEG done. And this time, the results were irregular. The test showed that she had irregular alpha wave patterns, which from looking it up were the deep deep relaxation. And then she had scattered delta and theta wave patterns in her brain and the delta deep sleep and the theta light meditation and sleeping. Um, And she officially started treatment for epilepsy. So for the epilepsy, she was prescribed an anticonvulsant medication. Okay, so that's an official epilepsy diagnosis then. Yeah, and that's her first medication for that, that she's been prescribed. Soon after she started her treatment, she experienced her first encounter with a demon. Uh, She saw this demon while she was praying one night in the hospital. So do we think this is hallucinations from the medicine? Possibly, or I know... That's very plausible. I mean... I mean, I, I I know firsthand some of these medications can cause m- major side effects. So who knows? Maybe it just wasn't agreeing with this her. This right? in the
1: early days, probably of some of this medication, or, oh, yeah. or it's not as advanced as it is now. What forty years later, or yeah. whatever. Okay, I'll be the guy in the room who says it. Or could it be a demon? Well, let's let's find out about this demon. She so wouldn't pray. I mean, do you think do you think those those students got in her head a little bit to also? And maybe that mixed with whatever side effects of the medication, well, she she in her mind thinks she's seeing demons. Then, I think a
0: kooky religious upbringing is what probably got into her head. Yeah, I mean that's definitely part of yeah. it. I mean, my first question is going to be, why don't atheists see demons?
1: Well, but why don't none <laughs> of us see or, demons or get
0: possessed by demons? I
1: mean, what percentage of the the world population actually sees demons? Uh. I,
0: I don't have that answer readily available. That's
1: I. I mean, I don't know, but it's always seems to be kooky religious people that this happens. Is to. that what it is? I. I mean, I'm, I'm asking. I don't know. Is it always? Is it always the extremely spiritual people that have demonic it seems encounters?
2: To be. I mean, as far as exorcisms are concerned, I. I think so.
1: Well, but okay, but exorcisms are going to be done by religious people because it's a it's a religious right spiritual. Uh, what i don't know what the fuck word i'm looking for exercise yeah so if an an atheist isn't going to think oh i'm not well let me call a priest because that's not any of their belief set so yeah i don't think any atheist is ever going to have an exorcism i know i'm getting a little bit off the topic there but but i understand what you're saying dave atheists aren't typically inhabited by demons
0: but like, doesn't that seem logical that that would happen? Like, well, what the, about the pious that? praying people would be safe from the demons, and sure, I also us, think it seems ungodly very- atheists would be the ones that
1: would the
2: demons would inhabit. Yeah, well, know, maybe
1: they're trying to prove a point <laughs> that they can take over the uh, the the, the, right.
2: the religious. Well, what about the guy that saw black Shuck? Isn't black Shuck a demon? That's true. That's right. That was from our Art Bell episode.
1: Yeah. You threw me off there with that black shuck thing. You're going way back. I'm just saying. That's right. I mean, Dave. Already, people already think you're the devil, so <laughs> no one's gonna look at you and be like, "Oh my God, the devil it's took a him." a very unfair characterization. <laughs> well, I would just depends say. who you ask.
2: <laughs> so let's get into let's get into this demon yes, that she saw let's. a little bit. She described it as having a large, ghastly, grimacing, and cruel face, and called itself Fratson. Um, After this experience with Fratson, she stopped praying because she was scared that uh, the demon would return. And then she also started to to entertain the idea that this demon was actually inside of her and was causing the medical issues that she had been having.
1: Hmm. So she's blaming the demon for all the medical issues.
2: Starting to think it's a possibility.
1: So we're starting to go off the
2: rails here. I think that's safe to say. In August of nineteen seventy, she was released from the hospital and returned home. So did the hospital do anything for her other than a- a- all on allow- these meds? <laughs> other than allowing Franson to enter her while she was in their care? I mean That's no. I mean, she was just I think they decided she was good to go. I mean, I don't I don't know. Hmm. I would I assume Because what what health issues does she even have at this time? I don't. Oh God, do you want to do that (laughs) whole list again? I mean, obviously, we'll spend an hour and a half listening all of her medical diagnosis. They probably cured whatever the tuberculosis shit and whatever, and then the EEG with the the, with the irregular
0: the irregular brain waves and the epilepsy. Didn't she have a heart and circulatory issues? Yeah, Yeah. and I'm just unsure if this demon stuff is you know the hallucinatory results of the meds or is there some. You know, paranoid schizophrenia involved here because I, I reject that it's a demon. That's final, that's
2: preposterous. Wow.
1: Episode's over. <laughs> Dave, figure this one out. Um,
2: yeah, so she returned home. Her and her family could tell that something was different about her. They said she seemed uh, depressed and withdrawn, and her grades weren't doing well when she went back to school. And she hadn't been back at school long before she had another issue with the blacking out and then the sleep paralysis later on. Um, she went back to the hospital that she had previously been admitted to and was prescribed a different medication. So now this is her second one that she's on. Uh, and it didn't seem like it was that long in between starting one and then stop, stopping. Then, Which hmm. is never good. Yeah, no. Right. It, from what I was reading too, it's debated whether or not she actually even t- was taking the second one at this time. Really? Yeah, because she just kept getting worse and worse.
1: That makes sense. And when you say worse and worse, you mean in what sense?
2: Her mental health and also physically, like Just she wasn't really taking above. care of herself. Yeah. Okay. So because nothing was getting better, she went back to Dr. Luthie, which was the original doctor that she had seen. Um, and he confirmed that her the circulatory and heart issues got better. But because she was still having the seizures with the blacking out and stuff, prescribed her now a third medication for it. And who knows
0: how all that interacts with each other. Right. right?
2: And he also requested that she comes in for regular visits so he could monitor what was going on with her. She did go see him. She went to see Dr. Luthie every few months, but she, um, it was his testimony that she was lying to him about that her episodes were getting more frequent, and she was starting to have olfactory hallucinations. Is that a real thing? I don't know if I've ever heard that before. Like smelling stuff? Yeah.
1: yeah. Hmm. We sure it just wasn't the sauerkraut over in Germany <laughs> she was smelling. Well that smells delicious. <laughs> it does. Yeah, she was saying that she And we sh- talked about the smell of rotting flesh last episode, didn't we, we, we did. not? Yeah. I explained my World War Two museum experience. Yeah, because that's what she said she was smelling it was rotting flesh at mm. all times. I can attest to that it did not smell like sauerkraut. <laughs> I wish it did. That would have been nice. Alright, it was an off the cuff
0: German
2: joke, all right.
1: Sorry. Look, I'm just saying. Now I'm thinking about sauerkraut though. <laughs>
2: So even with her condition getting worse, she still tried to maintain a normal life. She had a boyfriend named Peter and was trying to finish up school. And over the next two years, she bounced between, back and forth between doctors. And each doctor had a different idea of which anticonvulsant medication would work for her. One doctor even threw in an antipsychotic on top of it to help out with the hallucinations. Geez,
0: there's probably all kinds of overlap here, and God knows what kind of stuff's in her bloodstream with all these different meds. It's yeah. scary.
2: Yeah. Oof.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of medication. It's no a different under. time. I mean, they don't know any better, I guess. But, I, but just you know to what? throw this at her.
2: I'll still say that even now, nowadays, from experience and, and just I, this. Stuff happens. Every doctor has a different idea of what they thinks works, and yeah, well, you switch up doctors, it. and they'll be like, "Nope, that doesn't work. You need to take this instead." And mm-hmm. and they don't really give a fuck, you know. I mean, they probably, I mean, they do care, but, but at the
1: same time, they don't let it get to the extent this gets to. Well, no, because they
2: know better than to to keep
1: throwing things right, in the fire. Yeah. They, you know, I mean, come a long yeah. way
2: since then. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's still not the greatest system in the world. But I think it's at least
0: possible to, to 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 think that maybe a lot of this is due to over medication. Yeah. Her brain's not I think it's working a very fair properly. Statement. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a more
2: plausible idea right. than demons. Toward the end of her school exams, stuff started really to, to spiral for her. She was having more visual and auditory hallucinations. And she even at times had trouble speaking and walking. And around this time, she started to react negatively towards religion. So, well, that's a good thing.
1: Well, here's my question though: <laughs> We had said, or Ian, you had mentioned that there was there was some belief that she might not have even been taking her meds. So we keep blaming this on meds. She might not have been taking her meds. It's
2: true. That's that's sure. true too. Yeah. That's all. All right. It's a, yeah. I mean, it's an accurate argument or.
0: But who, who knows? You're never really going to know, right? Yeah. Well,
2: yeah, we're not going to know at this point. We're doing our
0: best here to dissect this information mm-hmm. and, and put the correct spin on it for our many fans out there.
2: <laughs> so her mom claims that she saw Annalise staring at a statue of the Virgin Mary that they had in their house. And her mom's quote is saying that her eyes were jet black and her hands looked like paws with claws.
1: Hmm. It's an odd thing to say. Mm-hmm. And I also was thinking how you make a hand look like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know.
0: So isn't pupil dilation, though, another side effect of epilepsy or a symptom? or? A- I, you know, I don't know.
2: Possibly. It, it sounds reasonable that it yeah. would be. Yeah. Or maybe a side effect of medication if she was taking it. Yeah, but or- paws with claws. I, I don't even know what that means. I mean, unless you have <laughs> hairy hands
1: like me. I've been told that my hands look like paws because I have hairy-ass hands. But, again, I'm not walking around with
2: paws. Yeah, I don't understand what the pause As I make the pause motion that no one can
1: see that's listening to us. <laughs> oh, oh boy.
2: Uh, in an attempt to remedy the situation, her father took her to the shrine of the mother of God of San Damiano. And when they got there, Annalise claimed that the ground burned her feet and she was unable to enter the chapel. Uh, she also claimed that holy water that they tried to put on her burned and a saint medal that her father had bought her there was suffocating her and like hurt her to wear it. And she refused. See, these
0: to all it. seem to be normal reactions to religious nonsense. I don't <laughs> find anything out of order here. I'd react the
1: same way if I had to go to church. So these comments are those of Dave's and do not
2: necessarily reflect the beliefs of Necronomopod,
1: It's sponsors and participating businesses.
2: Sometime in fall of nineteen seventy three, Annalise found Father Ernest Alt. Father Alt was very skeptical of her situation because he believed that someone who is baptized should not be able to become possessed.
0: That's
1: an interesting
2: viewpoint, I guess. I mean, I guess technically it would make sense, right? Like, but that would
1: be wouldn't that be the one that the, the the demons want to possess? Like to prove like, hey, look at yeah. what we can do.
0: Well, then, why does the church even have the right of exorcism? Because all Catholics are baptized, right? So, if none of those people could be demonically
1: possessed, what's the need for exorcism? I agree. I, I, I think that mindset by Father Alt's a little, that thought process is a little off.
2: Yeah, he was sympathetic to her issues. And on September 30th, 1974, he wrote to Bishop Stangle asking permission to say the prayer of exorcism over her. Stengel refused and said it was his opinion that Annalise wasn't possessed and she just needed medical help.
1: Seems like a solid opinion. Although oh. medical helps what got her in this situation to begin with, if you're thinking that this is the uh, the drugs that are doing it. To a yeah. valid point.
2: Valid yeah. Point. Um, also at this time, Dr. Luthie had once again become her full-time doctor when it came to the epilepsy stuff and recommended that she not be able to make decisions for herself. Was there any follow-up on that then? Like did that? Did
1: they have any like court orders to like, no, uh, give guardianship to her parents or? That was just kind of it, yeah. It the seemed end like
2: it? seemed like the they um, seemed like a lot of what that what Doctor Luthy had to say was ignored in this situation.
3: Hmm.
2: Well, because they're turning to the church as the authority now. I, I would imagine.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, the church isn't the one that played around all these drugs. I don't have a response to that.
2: I don't have a follow-up comment to that, so I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> by seven, by 1975, things had just gotten even worse for her. She was hardly able to walk at this point, and she would have episodes where her face and body started to become contorted, along with her voice starting to get really deep. And her, her boyfriend, Peter, stuck by her through the whole thing.
0: That was probably fun right? it's like she did the I voice mean, when they were banging and stuff. <laughs> Peter, fuck me.
2: Oh. Hammer
0: my possessed pussy, Peter. Crucify oh. my twat.
1: I hope for Peter's sake that didn't happen. Do me, Peter. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs>
0: He's sticking around for some reason, right? I guess so. I'm um, not.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Fuck me, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me.
2: She. Uh, Peter said she started having screaming fits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mixed with. Uh, Peter, I'm coming. Peter, I'm coming. Peter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mixed. She and. These screaming fits were mixed with her throwing stuff at him. And then I guess Peter started to wonder if she really was possessed because he wasn't buying it up until right. this stuff started. Um, Put it in my ass, Peter. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and around this time, Father Alt and Father Roth were requested by Annalise's father to come visit her. So now the family... Her, Instead of because she went out looking and found father all now her family's mm-hmm. getting into the idea of this and like actively asking for priests to come come visit her. I guess I can understand that angle at this point. Like all the medical stuff's not working. Right. I mean, what do you what do From you what do? Yeah, what do right. you do at that point? You're they're already extremely religious. Right. You know, it like so makes sense. S- to yeah. Them. Yeah. Nothing's working. Yeah. You don't really have any any other recourse. Right. So, yeah, I I get it. So Father Alt and Father Roth arrived July 1st, 1975, and reportedly sat next to Annalise and said, depart from her, say who you are. And Annalise became very violent to to the priest saying this and ripped off her rosary from her neck and destroyed it. Father Alt is on record saying that he was really alarmed by this because it was his opinion that the only powerful demons would be able to actually destroy a holy object. But my thought on that is I could rip a rosary right now. That doesn't mean that I'm a demon. That's what I going to say. Is it like a super
0: rosary? What does that mean? I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I'll put it under my foot and crush it.
1: <laughs> I won't
2: do that, but... Yeah,
1: it's very like... I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. that's a
2: weird thing to, to think. Yeah, it's just, when I was reading that, I'm like, that
1: doesn't even really make sense. Mm, I I think I legitimately, I went to a Catholic school, I think I broke like multiple rosaries, just fucking fiddle around with it in my pocket. I mean, they're made on string.
2: Yeah. And you break it very easily. Right.
0: You're not
1: very devout, that's all I'm going to (laughs) say.
2: Um, On top of becoming violent, she was also starting to growl like an animal and giving off the smell of rotten flesh that others could now smell. (laughs) Fuck my smelly pussy, Peter. (laughs) Oh,
1: boy. (laughs) That's not even fun to think about. That she Uh, actually smelled that that's brutal. She's growling like an animal. Now other people can smell rotting flesh. It's about time they get approved for
2: an exorcism
1: We'll be right back. Today's episode of Necronomapod is brought to you by Beardology. There are a lot of imitators out there, but there's only one place I buy my beard oil. Beardology Beard Oil nourishes your skin and won't leave you with that greasy feel. With over 17 cents available in their extensive product line, I trust my beard to Beardology. You can find Beardology at beardology.co. Use code NECRO15 to receive 15% off your purchase. Muridology, discover the best way to avoid the shave.
2: So Father Alt and Father Roth again requested permission from Bishop Stangle to perform the exorcism. Uh, this time they received permission and performed her first exorcism on August 3rd, 1975. As soon as her exorcism began, six demons began speaking through Annalise. Oh, six. That's uh, That's a lot.
1: It's a lot of guys to have inside you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The six...
0: Not for German porn, it's not.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So the six demons that spoke through her were uh, Lucifer, Judas, Nero, Cain, Hitler, and Fleishman. And the complexity of the demons speaking through her caused the priest to record the exorcism so they could um, give it back to the bishop so he could review it. So Hitler's a demon. Yeah, none of those are really demons at all. Except for Lucifer, I guess.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I I agree with that. As a biblical scholar, I
2: agree. (laughs) Her behavior at this point just completely spiraled Um, She began to speak in tongues and violently attack her family members. Um, She would jump up and then slam back down on her knees off the hardwood floors and just do that over and over again for hours at a time while screaming. Mm. She started to eat flies and spiders and reportedly bit the head off a dead bird that had landed on her windowsill. Um, she would tear off her clothes, saying she was burning up inside, and then dunk her head in a toilet to cool off. She would come in and just urinate on the floor and start licking it up, or urinate in her panties and then take them off and start chewing on them.
1: This is some oh, she could have ex-
2: sold those in a Japanese vending machine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is some pretty extreme behavior.
2: Yeah, it gets pretty yeah. wild here.
1: So we're 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 thinking this is related to meds and mental disorder.
2: I- it's either that or she really is possessed. It's just, it's just some extreme
1: behavior.
0: Yeah, like we've, we, you see the speaking in tongues in other places with these religious people. It's, it's ridiculous. They're just going. Yeah.
1: There's no, there's no such thing as speaking yeah. in tongues. Well, and that's just ra- random people though that aren't it's
0: necessarily exhibiting other together. behavior. It's not. You know. I
2: don't know. I will say, you know. Eating bugs and slamming your knees off the ground. or I mean, it's pretty intense stuff going on. It is. At the sure. very least, it's intense. Because stuff was getting so bad with her, they had a, um, a more experienced priest come in. Um, Father Adolf Rodwick came to see her in person. Uh, when he met her, she told him right away that her name was Judas. Uh, Father Rodwick became convinced that she was really p- possessed by a demon named Judas. And he believed that the other demons that she, you know, were speaking through her played a part in it as well. Um, He suggested that they perform the ritual Romanum on her, which was a two hour ritual in where the demons would speak through her and truth and have to truthfully answer any questions that the priest asked. So it's truth or dare with the demons. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Step up, motherfuckers. Let's go.
0: (laughs) Well, and why are the demons required to abide by the rules of the Ritual Romanum?
1: Because the Ray Romano said so. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And everybody loves Raymond, so you gotta (laughs) play along. What
2: the? (laughs) (laughs) So Bishop Strangle gave permission for the ritual to be carried out, and he chose Father Arnold Renz to perform the ritual.
0: Father Adolf was busy that day? Yeah, I think he wow. having was, his name
1: changed wow, maybe? too close to the situation, Dave. Yeah, I think he was <laughs> conflict just, of interest, if you will.
2: <laughs> and he he went ahead and performed this ritual on her at her home on September 24th, 1975. Um, the next exorcism took place on September 28th, 1975. So that t- September 24th was the first official exorcism. Well, they had they had done one with. The father alt and that's right. That's right. With permission, right? From Stangle, this, this is was, a whole different deal. This is this, this is a, this is different. This um, two hour thing. Gotcha. Um, this is the ritual Romano, right? Ray Romano thing. And then on, and then on <laughs> September twenty eighth, nineteen seventy five, they had Father Rents and Father Alt did their first actual exorcism together on her. So I mean, she had already had one exorcism, but this is kind of where everything picks up uh during these exorcisms she would have to be held down while she was kicking and screaming and of the six demons she claimed were inside her, judas did most of the speaking during these exorcisms uh nero and Fleischman participated and they didn't really hear from from kane and hitler
1: and i think ian we actually have the audio that we're going to play now of this of some of this right right yeah um from this this encounter some of these recordings and it's pretty fucked up stuff oh yeah it's terrifying it's creepy so what we're going to play here you're going to hear seven different voices it starts with annalise's normal voice and then from there it's going to be of the six demons that i have allegedly possessed her hitler then cain then nero then fleischmann then judas then lucifer so um you're gonna hear, and I think almost—I think every demon kind of identifies themselves in some way, shape, or form. And it's but, all in German, though. So. It's in German, right? Yeah. But it's creepy as fuck, and uh, so check it out.
0: Yeah, ich will auch für die anderen leiden, damit die nicht mehr hier kommen.
3: So, aber das ist dann so schlimm, ist so grausam, so furchtbar. Ne, das, das sind mir leiden. Das ist so so leid. Das haben wir. Ich bin so mega schlimm. Da will mir überhaupt niemand, da will meine Kinder. Aaaaaaahhhhhh! <Sie> 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 kletze! Nein! ihr kletze!
2: Halt mal mir kletze! Oh, so der Herr ne will ane, doh! Ich ane do.
3: Sind wir schon drei. Aaaaaahhhhhh! <Sie> Wiwiiiwiiiwiiiwiii! Das Wasser soll er schreit! Gottes. Die müssen in eigenen Seminaren ausgebildet, werden, die dürfen nicht auf die anderen Universitäten Kapiert? Klar. Oh. Da ist uns noch etwas zu sagen. Oh. Oh, weil das... Oh, weil... weil... Weil, oh. weil der Teufel größere macht.
1: So Dave, what do you think about all that? It's it's very creepy. It's terrifying. It's very unsettling. I I, I
2: think all the voices sound exactly the same the fleishman one with that that screaming is very scary. Yeah, that one was might be the worst. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. You're not a fan? <laughs> no. I'm not a fan of that one. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't I mean, I mean, what do you think? I can make those noises
0: too as you heard about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> um, I,
1: yeah, the more we go through this, the more it makes sense to me that this is, you know, there's there's a lot of medications, there's a lot of probably mental illness that's that's probably going undiagnosed. It's still it still befuddles me that I don't think a twenty year old girl is gonna be able to make some of these noises. I just don't know if that's possible. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not an expert on vocal cords and what you can and can't okay. do. That didn't sound like an average female to me yeah, making no. that noise. I suspect um, illness if, or not.
0: Yeah. I suspect that if you took a stroll through a sanitarium for the criminally insane you would hear these same types of sounds.
2: Possibly, yeah.
1: Maybe you might be right. I don't know. Like I said, I went into this kind of thinking more that I, I almost believed this, which from a non-religious person like me is odd. But I just found myself not being able to debunk it in my head. The more we're going through it, the more the Miller lights hitting me, the more I'm thinking maybe <laughs> maybe this is, you know, it does. It absolutely makes sense that she's an she's over medicated. She's undying or um, Underdiagnosed, right? That makes yeah. sense. But then you hear these these voices and these sounds, and it's still creepy. Yeah, maybe but, I want to believe this story look, because it's it's a good creepy story. Obviously, a poor girl suffering. We don't want that, but yeah, it makes for a creepy story.
0: I want to believe too. I mean, the world becomes a much more interesting place
1: if oh, things sure. like
0: this are, are are real. So I absolutely would love to believe this, but I
2: I, I don't
1: think I do. Yeah. So that's what I'm battling with.
2: Father Alt found records of who Fleischmann was and discovered that this had been a that he had been a priest in Edelbin during the sixteenth century. He was a drunk, a womanizer, and pretty much a and he actually and he also killed someone. So he was I don't know what you'd say. Uh,
1: Not a good person?
2: Well, yeah, yeah. He was a piece of shit, but um, (laughs) like a disgraced priest or whatever. You know, I mean, he was banned from being a priest. He was defrocked. Yeah. Maybe. When he supposedly, while he was speaking through Annalise, there were details of his life that were in the records that Annalise supposedly would have had no way of knowing to explain that, Dave. See, that's just very suspicious. Hundreds I, of
1: years <laughs> prior.
2: Yeah, but it was, you know,
0: three the Edelbein's 300 miles up the road from her house. So, I mean, are demons geographically bound now to the same country where they lived? Maybe this Why guy is not the view. I mean, clearly her demons are things she's grown up knowing about. Hitler and biblical figures and some priest that, you know, lived in the 1500s right up the road from her. Why isn't why isn't Fleischman, you know, in, in New York City possessing
1: people? He was a hometown boy. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> she she it, didn't really little... have any way of knowing about him. Why would they have taught her about him though? And well, he was he knows? was he was a bad person. You don't need to know about him. He's not in the Bible, so she's not gonna learn about him. And Hitler it's... was still pretty timely, I guess. <laughs> it's
0: a
2: little suspect. <laughs>
0: It's a local, like, it's a person from her country that, you know.
2: Yeah. It's suspect. I'll give my opinion on some of this stuff at the end. Like, why wasn't
0: Genghis Khan demon over in Germany possessing her or
2: an Australian demon? Look, I don't make the rules. I'm just going by what I was told It's all a little too easy. Yeah, I'm going to reserve everything that I have to say on this (laughs) till the end. Okay. I'm just going to go with this. But um, so one afternoon, she had enough strength to go outside for a walk with her boyfriend, Peter. And at some point in their walk, she had supposedly wandered off in one of her trance-like states. When she came to, she claimed to have been walking alongside the Virgin Mary. Um, All right. We're listening. (laughs) uh, The Virgin Mary told her, or she claimed that the Virgin Mary told her that It pains my heart that so many souls are going to hell. Someone needs to do penance. Would you like to do penance for the souls so that they do not enter hell? Uh, No, Mary, I would not, (laughs) but thanks for the offer.
1: She's already going through some kind of hell.
2: (laughs) Annalise said she was given just three days to consider Virgin Mary's offer. And she said that during this time, she felt a million times better than she had in a long time. Kind of felt like herself again.
1: Hmm. So explain that. How do we explain that?
2: She thought that Virgin Mary relieved her of her possession while she she considered considered this this offer. Okay. So she could, I guess, think clearly and consider. A brief respite, if you will. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, she was prepared to accept and become a martyr, but her parents, they, they weren't a fan of the idea, and they tried to dissuade her, but she was dead set on this on this whole idea of accepting Virgin Mary's offer. Um, she said that although the Virgin Mary would return to expel the demons on October 31st...
1: Ooh, what a convenient
2: date. Oh, that's weird. Halloween? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think of that. <laughs> um, if she That was not, the first thing I thought of when I read <laughs> that. When October thirty first came, the priests say that they found the demons to be like more relaxed, like there wasn't. Well, they probably well, ate, all, their, ate all that candy. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was their day. <laughs> they're on.
1: There, it's a holiday for them.
2: <laughs> and the priest took this opportunity to perform an intensive uh, exorcism on her. They said that the demons screamed in agony when the priest began to pray the Virgin Mary and in this i think this goes to what you were saying about dual voices because they're saying that the demons were screaming and then also annalise was screaming at the same time yeah so this
0: to be what two sets of vocal cords so if you can learn how to make them both go right at the same time you can make those 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 that additional deep sound so it kind
2: of sounds like two people are talking at once yeah it sounds like that's what's hmm. what, what they're reporting here yeah like, like I said, like the demons are screaming, but then at the same time, she's screaming.
1: So what? She just randomly learned how to do
2: this? I, I don't know. Actually,
0: I, w- I rewatched that uh, exorcism of Emily Rose this week in anticipation of this, and that was from the movie. So I don't know <laughs> if that's real or not. <laughs> they talked about it
1: in the trial. <laughs> okay. We, we just provide little... F- pop-up video, like, faxing, like, bloop, here's a fact from Exorcism, I believe I was bloop, here's this one. For a PG-13 horror movie, well, that's not that bad. It's not, it's, it's not great, it's not terrible. For the, as exorcism movies go, it's not bad. Eh, it it's not bad. the exorcism, but yeah. it's, it's all right. The exorcist, you mean? The exorcist, sorry. Sure. Excuse me. I've been using the word exorcism a lot tonight. Just wanted to clarify what you meant there. I, I, I don't want want to have to show any grammar. formal apologies
2: next week on <laughs> <laughs> <in> the exorcist. <laughs> Uh, in the end, the priests claim that they were able to convince the demons to leave her one by one, and she started vomiting, so it sounds like she like puked each one out, hmm. kind of what it sounds like to me. Is that how it works? For Annalise, it does. Okay. She's quoted as saying, I'm completely free now, completely free, it's so wonderful, completely free. But her freedom was short-lived because 15 minutes <laughs> later, all six demons had returned. Well,
0: they had a smoke break
2: or something. <laughs> right. What's going on there? Uh, and they uh, they claimed that as much as they wanted to leave, they were bound to Annalise. Well, of course, they were. Supposedly, they were screaming through her that they wanted to go, but they weren't allowed to. So they were trying to leave yeah isn't Lucifer the boss though yeah right? I, so why is he how's he not allowed to leave isn't he like the, he do what he wants the head guy you would think look I don't know the rules about taking over a soul or a body yeah but I'm what I'm saying is isn't Lucifer like the the head of I understand under I'm saying they might have
1: bylaws we're not aware of yeah maybe
2: <laughs> but then who's his boss that's what i'm that's what I'm trying to figure out is he Hitler he's his not boss? above the by he's boss? not
1: above the bylaws Ian <laughs>
2: January 1976, Annalise told everyone that something would change in July. Um, As that year went on, her physical pain grew to a point that in May of that year, Father Alt reached out to Dr. Richard Roth to prescribe medication for her to, to ease her pain. And Dr. Roth is a real piece of shit. He's quoted as saying, I can't give medication to a possessed person because I don't know how it might affect them. There's no injection against the devil. See... I take issue with
1: that, with him being a piece of shit. I disagree. Why? Hmm. So you have all these people coming to you saying she's possessed, she's possessed, you need to prescribe her something.
2: Well, they're saying I she's in pain.
1: I wouldn't either, If but she's in pain, but clearly he's going to be understanding what's going on. In this day and age, I'm not going to prescribe something to her either if you're all telling me that, that she's possessed by something and my medical her? license is going to be on the line. Well, I think for, where
2: my piece of shit comment comes in is saying that there's no injection against the devil. Yeah. What does that even mean? That sounds well, like the you Duck Dynasty guy the other day when he said he gets his health care from God. Who said that? The, the Duck
0: Dynasty fucking guy. <laughs> well, they I get my health care I from can't God. Speak to that.
1: No, uh, no, I'm looking at it <laughs> from the hilarious. point of that this doctor isn't speaking from a religious standpoint himself. <laughs> He's speaking from you're presenting me with these facts that you think she's possessed by a devil. You're completing exorcisms yeah, and you want yeah. me to make your problems right. disappear. Go fuck yourselves.
2: Yeah. All right. I didn't. That's I how didn't.
1: I think of it. I'm not thinking of it as a doctor saying I'm a religious fanatic.
2: Right. All right. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's all secondhand,
1: so who right. really knows? But yeah, that's how yeah. I saw. it, Was the doctor's like, "I'm not your be-all, end-all here. You clearly have a lot higher issues going on than me." But let's be that's honest. That's how he I
0: saw. He could spare
2: a tranquilizer or a Quaalude. But would
1: something. adding, yeah. but okay, but from a medical standpoint, would adding that have made the situation any better? No. This girl's so drugged up as it is, that might yeah, have made her just. I guess comatose. I didn't. I
2: didn't read it in that context. Maybe I was just so uh, stuck on everybody doing failing this. this girl. Yeah, that yeah. I just pictured. I just read his quote as being a an asshole.
1: No, well, at the same time, I'm going to stick up for the priest later in a little bit, so we'll get there.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're so, gonna argue about this one. I think I, maybe I don't know. We'll see. So July first, nineteen seventy six. After sixty seven exorcism. Uh, sixty seven. That's outrageous. Yeah. Which la- then which lasted about four hours at a time. Um, 42 of them were recorded. Annalise died at the age of 23. Her- which is like
1: she said when something's going to change in July. Yeah, that's what she, and she said. And then she died yeah. July 1st. That's
2: right. Her family doctor, who had no idea that any of this exorcism shit was going on, um, was absolutely shocked by her physical state, like how bad she was. Her family in the church pushed for her cause of death to be ruled as natural, cause from natural causes. But Doctor Keller, which was her family doctor, refused and ruled it as um, the cause of death as being starvation.
0: Which I'm sure it was.
2: Yeah, that's the one. Th- that's it's the one like, thing that I don't understand: is why are they going to push for this guy to just make up something? You know.
1: Well, because if it's starvation, then they're they're on at fault
2: for that. Well, the, but I mean, it's supposed to be. Well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, at the time of her death, she only weighed sixty six pounds, and you we'll post pictures. She had black eyes. Her teeth were all busted off. Yeah, broken um, knees. Yeah, she had two broken knees from slamming herself on the floor. Um, so yeah, she was a mess. And um, the investigation into her death concluded in July of seventy seven. So and, a year later. Yeah. Father Alt, Father Rents, and Annalise's parents were all charged with negligent homicide. The trials were set to begin on March 30th, 1978. But before they started, a nun came forward and claimed that Annalise was speaking to her from the grave or from beyond the grave. Oh, boy. So this is where the story gets odd. Oh, really? The (laughs) demonic possession wasn't odd?
1: This is where I don't believe that. I think she was just trying to help her priests.
2: Yeah, so the nun claimed that Annalise wanted to be exhumed from her grave on February twenty fifth, nineteen seventy eight, and her body would not be decayed at all to prove the existence of demons and god to the whole world.
3: Hmm.
1: Even though as the pictures were show, her body was
2: almost decayed
1: when she was still alive. <laughs> right. Like she was decaying before she
2: died. Annalise's parents were successful in having her exhumed and they used the excuse that they wanted her to be buried in a proper coffin. Um but what,
0: why didn't they put her in a proper yeah, coffin the first time?
2: I think it was it sounded like it was just like the whole thing was just rushed. Like getting mm. her in the in the Just get her in the ground. Yeah. Is what it sounded and like. Her to parents me. said
1: we want to have a proper
2: uh, burial. Or they just used this as an excuse in the Well, but but if it was
1: allowed because they wanted a proper grave, I mean, that makes you think what happened initially. Yeah. So that's just interesting.
2: Um, They didn't allow her parents to view the body. And before her remains were transferred to a new coffin, the police took photos of her body. Um, the picture, the pictures were never made public, but the police and and officials in charge of stuff made sure they made a statement saying that her body was badly decomposed. Oh, oh no kidding! Th- the nun was not correct. Yeah. Well, <laughs> weird, surprise, surprise.
1: Hmm. How do you deny the parents from seeing the body? Because uh, they're in trouble, I would assume. I guess that they're means, being charged okay. with
2: murder. Hmm. Okay, I would just, I mean, that's that would be my. Thought I wasn't thinking on it. that at
1: the time. I was just like, how do you, how do you legally deny? the parents to see the body, but I guess if you're being charged with murder, then that makes sense.
0: I believe that nun had a bad habit of lying.
2: (laughs) Um,
1: He yields his time on the floor back to Ian. (laughs) I'll
2: be here all week, folks. Try the veal. During the trial, court doctors testified that Annalise um, had not been possessed, that her behavior was the result of her strict religious upbringing and mixed with the epilepsy oh that sounds familiar
1: okay but oh, that's she, right I said that earlier she saw multiple doctors now okay. all of a sudden we have sane doctors in the mix like all the did. other doctors weren't right yeah. we'll wait till the end I know you're you're itching to get to your part <laughs> well let's I'll shut up
2: so one medical expert during trial stated that she should have been immobilized with tranquilizers, force-fed, and given electroshock therapy.
1: You know, all the methods that work.
2: Yeah, well, I don't know about the electroshock therapy, but force-fed probably would have helped out. It would have kept her alive. Yeah. The defense claimed that the exorcism was legal. And under the German Constitution, it protected their citizens in an unrestricted way to uh, to exercise their religious beliefs.
0: Yeah, we saw that in the '40s in Germany.
2: <laughs> they played the tapes. They weren't allowed to play the tapes during court, and all all 42 tapes have never been released. Just a small amount that's on YouTube is out there, but everything else is still. Or if they still exist, huh? man, yeah, somewhere, huh? Yeah, who knows. Bishop Sangle refused to testify, claiming that he was not aware of her um, of her health condition when he approved the exorcism. No, oh, he had no bishop had no idea. Just like today with uh, all the pedo priests. Well, in
1: all fairness, did the the priests make him aware of her loss of weight, her physical condition, or did they just say, you know, we think she's? She's possessed. We need to do an exorcism. Yeah. You know, it, if I were him, I would have taken more of an interest yeah. instead of just, you know, I would have probably been there. Right. I'm not trying to protect him, just saying
2: based on the story we were told. <laughs> <laughs> so Father Alt, Father Rents, and both of Annalise's parents were found guilty of negligent homicide. And despite the prosecution's request for leniency, they asked that the priests only be fined and the parents to be found Guilty but not punished because of having lost their daughter, the court sentenced them um, all to six months in jail plus three years of probation, which the probation was later suspended. Eh, Sounds like a So this that,
1: that is pretty lenient, extremely. I, I lenient. mean, yeah. relatively speaking.
2: Yeah. I don't think they
1: should have been charged with anything. The parents, they sought medical attention, and it seems like it was their right to explore religious religious. Treatment. I mean, they went to multiple doctors. We talked about that at the beginning. Now they're supposed to be experts and know what that the doctors yeah, are but wrong. The girl clearly starved to death. And yeah, but you can't force you can't force her food, and she's a legal adult. Triefing. And they weren't guardians; they were not given court. Corp- yeah, so how how is it their fault?
0: But I I think that's when you petition to become a legal guardian and you take a new doctor. But and, and but
1: you can't, how do you accuse them though if she's an adult? She You're not. They're not responsible for her. They're not legally responsible for her.
2: I mean, I'm fairly certain that, like, the other night when I had that huge fever, if Angie would have just let me lay there and not called 911, she would probably have been in trouble if I would have died, right? I mean, I, you would assume. But they were taking action. But not not... Maybe not the proper
1: action, but they were taking action. Well... And and so all I'm basing it on is they took they they we said earlier they they saw multiple doctors she was thrown all kinds of different meds all of which seemed to be wrong and it, it it at least the state argued it was their legal right to explore their religious treatments right well so maybe that wasn't accurate but they they tried to do something
2: the issues that I have with it were. One, the, the snot nose thing, because in the transcripts because the, the transcripts are available. And when I was looking through some of them, when H- it's when Hitler's talking to her, it's translated saying the snot nose is with us right now. Mm. So she's bringing up stuff from the past with this whole snot nose thing. The other one of the other big issues that I have is with this whole walking, going for a walk with her boyfriend and me, you know, walking with the Virgin Mary and getting this whole mm. idea how, she had broken knees when they found her how how was she out walking during all this and it's she had been doing the the whole slamming her knees beforehand mm-hmm. there's just there's just things with this that don't so you think the whole walking up. thing wasn't I don't even think that happened you at think all any of that happened. I don't think that's accurate well, that it doesn't make sense. sense yeah i don't know i think it's pretty ridiculous that nobody really i think there should have been a lot of people in this story that should have gotten more trouble?
1: Maybe the medical
2: professionals. I think everybody so. should have I, I think gotten in trouble here.
1: Going through it, I, think I changed I, my mind. F- go ahead. No, go ahead, sorry. I changed my mind from the beginning and think that it... At the, at the start, I didn't know what to think. Part of me, like I said, wanted to believe this, maybe because it's it's a it's a cool story or a weird story. All right. Uh, it makes very much sense to me that there was a mental issue... And there was a lot of medication going on. And, uh, you know, that adds up. My only real beef, I guess, with the story now is that I think the, the wrong people were probably blamed for it in the end and had to serve punishment. I don't know as a parent what else different they could have done. They tried the medical field. It clearly failed them. So they turned to religion and that clearly failed them. I get your point. That makes sense.
0: I don't I don't it's just a long list of people that failed this poor girl. Which
1: seems to be a theme in every story we've been telling yeah, I, in mean, every yeah, I don't know
0: if there's a right answer here. It is what it is. It's me but you know when you turn over the care to to priests and exorcisms and stuff, it's just it's just nonsense. It's medieval but did, they Stuff didn't make masquerading it masquerading in modern times. It's not real. It's what people 400 years ago thought mental illness or epilepsy was. It's not,
1: you know. But the priests didn't make it worse. They just didn't help it. I, I, I mean, priests I, aren't going to make that situation worse. It's the meds. I, I think if the they're mix. giving
0: counsel to the parents that the exorcism is going to work and they're foregoing any additional medical treatment, then I do think they're making it worse.
2: I don't see the difference with this story with stuff that you have seen in the news in years past where yeah. parents, there's a prescribed medication to a child and they say, well, it's not our religious beliefs. Right. Not, and then the kid ends up dying. Yeah, we're going to pray and he's going to get better. Right, we're not going to do blood transfusion. Yeah, Absolutely. And the kid dies and then 100%. they go to jail. I think. Yeah. To, you know. I
1: don't disagree with that other than the fact that we're talking about a what twenty year old now, so they're not Mm. legally responsible for her. They're they're not it's not a kid anymore. And there was at one point talk of her not making her own decisions and that was just kind of thrown out.
2: Yeah. So that's a failure by the parents. The parents no one listened to that guy.
1: The parents aren't the guardian. You can't charge them for failing to take guardianship. All right, So maybe they're not 20-year-old. legally
0: responsible, but I, well, I think and morally, I would absolutely agree. There was a lot of wrong decisions so, uh, made along along the way. Yeah.
1: Like I said, my only problem is I don't think we need to be charging these people, and I don't. I don't necessarily think you need to charge the priests because they're. I think you get to a, a. You know, that's that's kind of walking the line, they're, they're just following their religious beliefs. I mean, if she they, was 17,
0: do you think they should have been charged? Yes. Well, I mean, so we're kid. talking
1: semantics then. But she's still a kid. It's the same Legally, issue, they're I, still I, in charge of making the decisions. I know, but... If she didn't want to eat at 17, they're responsible. At 18, that's her choice.
0: I, I know, but it's the same scenario but a legal differentiation.
1: Right, but that that was my only point yeah, here. At yeah, I'm with you. It's still the same no. moral failure, though. They they tried though they tried
2: the other thing, in their minds the other thing that I wanted to bring up too that that's an argument with this especially with this father rents is that the movie came out during this time the book came out first and then the movie what was The Exorcist the book came out I believe it was in seventy one and then the movie came out in seventy three if I'm correct the book. The Exorcist, the book, right? Okay, right. And then the movie came out shortly like 73, 74. after, 74. right? Yeah. So, and that was a worldwide hit. And she was really well read. I mean, she read everything. That that's also the argument with that uh, priest, the is that she very well could have read about that guy. She did nothing but read, um, and he was a local yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there's the belief that. It's not really known if she read this book or saw the movie, but there's some belief that this father Renz did and was trying to make a name for himself mm-hmm. with this whole yeah. exorcism. There was thing. a huge
0: surge in the exorcism stuff uh, after the movie came out. Yeah. I read that the Boston uh, Archdiocese had, you know, like hundreds of calls
2: every week for exorcisms after the yeah. movie came out. So that's well, completely every Punk plausible. ass kid getting in trouble. The parents want to get an exorcism. <laughs> So yeah, that that was my last point. I'm glad that yeah. that popped in my head there. With Look, that.
0: I'm, I'm being, I'm gonna be overly broad here, but being religious subjects you to this kind of delusional thinking, in my opinion. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't
2: disagree. I don't disagree. I with think, that. I think it's like anything. I mean, anything you take to an extreme becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. You know, in my opinion. You have the extremes, you know I'm sure there's tons of Catholic people that don't believe in exorcisms and don't go along with this shit, you know, but yeah, I think when extremes are no good in any yeah, situation for sure.
1: well, what happens is you get you get a uh, an, uh, an attractive young teenage girl who, as you'll see in the photos, becomes a shell of herself right, becomes decayed, becomes starved. You know, and it's it's sad that whatever happened happened to this girl and that it wasn't treated properly and we don't know what the issue was. Most likely it was mis undiagnosed issues and medication mismanagement, but you know
0: I think there's a lot of unexplained things out there, but I don't think demonic possession
1: is
2: one of them. Yeah, I I believe in a lot of stuff, but I I don't believe that you can actually become possessed. right. You know, she didn't do as many drugs
1: as Betty Hill, but (laughs) in the end, her state was still... It it didn't fare well for her. Betty Hill ended up better off, so... Oh, God. Poor Betty. Rest in peace, Betty Hill. Poor Betty. Rest in peace, Annalise. Well, that's some
0: creepy shit. I mean, the audio... Is
2: yeah, I mean, it's the whole crazy. Thing is
0: I, I, I you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say 100, percent but that's
2: just my opinion. That yeah, I mean, it's po- it, look, I mean, well, possible. Anything anything's possible. Anyone who
1: listens to this is gonna have their own opinion, and that's yeah. what the show's yeah. all about. You come up with your own. Thing yeah, I don't on. know everything. We don't have it's the absolutely answers. Absolutely possible, sir. Sure. We just give you our own personal answers, and yeah, you know, whatever you come to is your own decision. So hit us up. Let us know what you think about this one. This. This might have been my favorite topic we've covered thus far. I really enjoyed studying this one. This it's, was this was this was cool.
2: Yeah, it's a good it's a it's an interesting
1: one for sure. All right, so Dave, you got anything else on this episode? No, I would just
0: say uh Olivia Wilde. <laughs> you did not win an Oscar this week. Um <laughs> Oh yeah, that's truly. right. The Oscars were this week, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh tweet us out before the curse robs you of your opportunity to win an Oscar in 2020
1: all i got could olivia wilde play annalise I mean, they she they could pull that off she, she could
0: maybe she's a, a good looking woman at olivia
1: wilde <laughs> <laughs> ian what do you got for
2: us um i know we covered it in the beginning but you know thank you to everybody that's been listening so far and i wanted to give a shout out to mr b natural and jesseline's ipod that gave us uh gave us awesome reviews on on itunes Nice, Great. thanks. Much, much appreciated.
1: Yeah, thank you very much.
2: And Mr. B. Natural also uh, threw out five stars for Olivia Wilde. So. Hell yeah. Boom. There you
1: go. Kindred
0: soul, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> uh, we are Twitter and Instagram at Necronomapod, Facebook.com slash Necronomapod. Hit us up. We had great fan interaction this past week. Uh, would love to have more of that, so feel free to hit us up and uh, let us know what you think of the show. We appreciate you guys listening.
2: You guys ready for a i you? Cheers, motherfuckers. <laughs> Let's
1: do it. <laughs>